The Used People Lot by Irving Fang. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James Jenkins. The Used People Lot by Irving Fang. It's had it. Finished. Done. My wonderful red thunder flash. I thought to myself, it isn't worth the electricity to atomize it to kingdom come. Ever since that drunk in his two-seat charioteer plowed into the rear end with such force that even my radar repellent wouldn't stop it, my thunder flash had been out of kilter. The specialists, my garage recommended, worked over it for two days but couldn't get it running the way it did new. And what was I supposed to do for an automobile now? I'd signed the customary 40-year pact for half my salary to pay for it. That meant I would still be shelling out by 2117. Weeping over it wasn't going to do any good was stuck on the fifth-level expressway, and that was that. I levered myself out. At least the ejector seat still worked. Then got behind the car and gave it a good old-fashioned push to get it off the ramp, out of the stream of traffic. After I parked, I remembered I was heading for a date with Jenny. I checked my wallet. Nope, not enough for a taxi there. I just have to phone her to cancel the date. Reluctantly, I pushed the tip of my tongue against my toothed telephone. Operator, said the operator. Popular, 3104, please. Thank you. One moment. I'll ache it for you. She dialed the number of the tooth telephone in Jenny's mouth, so the two fine wires sent gentle electrical currents into the nerves. On the third ache, Jenny clicked the receiver open with the tip of her tongue. Hello? Jenny, this is Arnold. I won't be able to come over this evening. But we had a date, Jenny said in a petulant voice. I know, but my car broke down. Again? Yes, honey. Why don't you do something about it? Jenny complained. But, baby, what can I do? I've been to the garage. I've been to the specialists. I'm so broke on account of these repair bills. I've been living on macaroni concentrate for the last couple of weeks. Jenny, my beautiful sweetheart, was distinctly unhappy. Don't come to me with your troubles, she replied. In fact, you don't have to come to me at all until you can come to me like a gentleman. Ah, oh, listen, just a minute, Jenny. I started to plead, but it was too late. Jenny had clicked off. A fine thermal kettle of fish. A month ago I had a shiny lifetime car and was romancing the best-looking girl in town. Then one drunk comes along and my car is next to useless and my girl is mad at me. Feeling in a distinctly blue mood, I moved my tongue to the other side of my mouth and shoved on my tooth radio. I rolled the tongue over the bottom of the tooth until I got a program with some blues music. Just the way I felt, the blues. I sat in the front seat of my thunder flash and listened to the music echoing against my tonsils. After the song came the inevitable commercial. Only this was a new one. The announcer said, Here's some big, big, big news from Grinning Gregory, your largest volume dealer in lifetime cars. Gregory announced today that his used people lots are nearly empty. Yes, Grinning Gregory's used people lots are nearly empty. And that means good, 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 good news for you car owners with lifetime contracts who would like new cars. Grinning Gregory has added to its stock of new Orions, Thunderflashes, Galaxies, Solars, Charioteers, Protons, and Fords for the first time in two years. Yes, the first time in two years. He has more new cars than new people to sell them to. So he is offering a limited number of them to used people. You folks who have had cars on his conveniently located used people lots. 
Come on down and let some of Grinning Gregory's new cars look you over. Be sure and bring your photostats of your credit ratings and official car histories. Hurry, 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 and avoid the rush to Grinning Gregory's used people lots. The commercial ended and was replaced by music. Gosh, that was exciting news. Ever since the accident, I had given up hope of ever owning a decent running car again. Automobile prices and government restrictions being what they were. I clicked on my tooth telephone and ached my garage mechanic to come by and pick up my car. Then I took my credit rating and official car history from the glove compartment and caught a Healy bus to the nearest Grinning Gregory's used people lot. A lot of guys were already there before me. Most of them in the same fix I was. They had been in accidents, or they were divorced, and their wives got custody of the car, although they still had to pay for it. Some of them had been on the lot for some time, and looked a little shopworn under the lights and fluttering pennants, but they hadn't found a car yet that would take them. We were all classified as used people, a lot less desirable than the people who hadn't signed for cars yet. One of Grinning Gregory's contract brokers lined us up in a row facing the path the cars would come by robot direction. The fellow to my right side slicked his hair down neatly and began shining his shoe tops on the back of his trouser legs. Sure hope I get selected, he whispered nervously to me. Boy, don't you sometimes wish you were living a couple hundred years ago when cars were cheap enough so the people were doing the picking? Not me, I told him. Drive that junk? I'll admit, you didn't have to swear but a couple of years of your life away. But look at all you get now in a new car. Hmm, I suppose you're right, he said. My Orion was stolen a year ago when I accidentally cut off the burglar photo cell. The police never did find it, and I've been trying every sense to get another one. This is the first time I've tried. I said, my car. Shh, he interrupted. Here they come. A procession of new cars. Like a beautiful green solar convertible inched its way along the row of hopeful buyers. All of us with our credit ratings and car histories pinned to our lapels. Each car's robot mechanism recorded our statistics, took our pictures, noted our heights, weights, and appearances, and then began to correlate the data. By government order, the robot mechanism was directed to select its most promising future owner. A Silversides bank president, for example, might dearly love to change his big black galaxy sedan for a low-slung charioteer sports car. But sports cars were planned with crew-cut college boys in mind, so the bank president would be likely to end up with another big galaxy. Of course, the payment rate was fixed, and the contracts were almost always for 40 years. A tie salesman might want a galaxy to make an impression on his neighbors, but he'd probably wind up with a proton or a thunder flash like I had. I was a tie salesman. The solar came abreast of me. I stood straight and smiling as it began to note my statistics. It flashed a 23 when it was done. Not so good. That put me in the 23 percentile rank of its desirability. The next car, a rhinestone Ford, gave me a 28. I was rated 22, 31. 14 by a galaxy, 27, 35, and 30 by the next six cars. That's the way it went for the whole procession. I received the highest rating, 58, from an experimental model proton that was no longer in production, but I knew it was rating everybody higher and I was pretty gloomy. Imagine my surprise when my name was called out as one of the possible choices. I went into the broker's office and was told the Proton would select me if I would get rid of all but ten years of my Thunderflash contract. That meant I had to find someone to take my car and 27 years of my contract since I had been paying for three years of the 40. The price of the Proton, the broker told me, was scaled down to a 30-year contract because it was an off-model. But who would take my heap with a 27-year contract attached to it? 
stockbroker said grinning gregory might go for five years just out of the goodness of his big big heart i wouldn't get that kind of a deal anywhere else the broker said maybe i wouldn't but that didn't do me much good i needed someone to take twenty-seven years harry why didn't i think of harry before he didn't have a car yet skinflint harry didn't want to sign the standard forty-year contract for a new car and he had been shopping around for second-hand cars besides good old harry knew how crazy i was about jenny he'd even taken her out a couple of times i gave harry an ache on the telephone and told him i'd be right over then i ached the garage and the mechanic told me he could get my thunder flash in pretty good running condition again even though he couldn't promise anything permanent i caught a heliobus to my friend's apartment harry old pal i have got the chance of a lifetime for both of us harry eyed me suspiciously how's that he asked well here's the deal you know my real fine thunder flash you said it was a sharp car it is it's a first-class car but ever since that slight accident i've had just a wee bit of trouble with it not much you understand but it's niggling enough to annoy my girl jenny you remember jenny the girl you used to go out with before i cut you out ha 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 anyhow jenny wants me to get another car a newer one but how can you harry asked you already have one that's just it old buddy grinning gregory has one of those experimental model protons it's a beautiful shimmering orange with purple wheels and bare skin upholstery you'd love it they'll let me have it on a thirty-year contract if i can sell twenty-seven years of my thunderflash contract so here's what i'm going to do for you pal i'll keep ten years of the contract and let you have the thunderflash for the rest you'll get a three-year-old car with thirteen years of contract taken care of now is that a deal or is that a deal harry wasn't convinced what's wrong with your car oh hardly anything what's hardly anything not even worth mentioning what's not worth mentioning to tell the truth the frame is just the least trifle out of line and, and every once in a great while it makes the rear wheel twist sideways i don't know said harry good old cautious hard-headed harry i told him you're getting the deal of a lifetime and doing a good loyal friend a big favor besides i still don't know arnold said harry all right when will you know let me sleep on it tonight okay harry i went home in high spirits i knew harry would come true for me and take that wreck off my hands he always was a man with an eye out for a deal i slept late the next morning but by afternoon i was over at the used people lot to tell them to hold that proton for me for another day instead they tapped me over the head with the news that someone came in that morning and bought it and they didn't have another one like it that would accept me another hope gone astray I caught a heliobus to the garage and picked up my thunder flash after paying a whopping repair bill. I drove to Jenny's house to convince her it was just as good as new. Jenny's mother met me at the door. Hello, Arnold, she said, with the big smile of greeting she always gave me. I'm glad to see you, and I hope you'll keep dropping over to see me, but Jenny isn't here anymore. Not here? I'm afraid not. Where is she? She eloped less than an hour ago. You remember that boy she used to go out with Harry? He came by in a beautiful new car it was shimmering orange with purple wheels and bearskin upholstery and end of the used people lot by irving fang recording by james jenkins